Hello and welcome back to another episode of Binge List and Box Office Hits, the podcast about all things film, TV and streaming, with your host, Shannon Holiday, and me, Letitia Thomas. All right, and welcome to another episode of Binge Lists and Box Office Hits. I am your host, Shannon Holiday, and I'm joined once again by the lovely Letitia Thomas. Hey, how are you doing this week? I'm very good. I'm very good. It's been quite a quite a busy week watching a lot, a lot of musicals, which is the topic of today. Yeah, I think I watched like two this week, but I've seen like You've a seen good 40, maybe 50. I don't know. This is your strong suit. It is. It I is. didn't. I forgot that it was. Mm. And then you looked up what you've seen. You're like, oh, I know all about these. I've been training for this forever. This is what we've been leading up to. Eleven episodes in, it's musicals. It's, it's musicals. <laughs> it's what we're doing. Um, I watched about four this week. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'm pretty happy with that. I we'll get into which ones I watched when we talk about the main topic. But I also watched a couple other things as well, which I'll go into and talk about before we move on into the news and trivia and stuff like that. So I also watched uh, Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Mm-hmm. I haven't uh, seen it. It's only just got added onto Amazon. That's why I haven't seen Probably it. Probably like a week, week or two old on there. Right. See, I don't have your Amazon login, so I'm not watching. You've got. On there. Have you got Stan and Binge? Um, you have one. I have your Stan, and yeah. I am still leeching off my cousins. I think I try to give binge. you to the. So Gemma, if you are listening, um, I have been using your Binge, and I love you, and I'll see you soon. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. All right, so this one is starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Dar Salim, Anthony Starr, Alexander Ludwig, and Johnny Lee Miller. They're all kind of big names in, in Hollywood and stuff like that. Uh, it was really good. I It's not like a traditional Guy Ritchie film that you kind of know from his like 90s, early 2000s. Um, it's a war film. Uh, it's basically about uh, during a war in Afghanistan, a local interpreter risks his own life to carry an injured sergeant across miles of gruelling terrain. And it's basically about the journey. There's like three acts, basically. First act's about like the sergeant, Jake Gyllenhaal, his squad, him bringing the interpreter into his squad, meeting the team. Something happens. Interpreter and the sergeant have to get back to base. That's the middle act. And then the third act, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character is essentially saved but sent back to U.S., the whole agreement was if the interpreter does his job, he can get special visas into U.S. The U.S. is kind of, you know how it is, didn't kind of work out that way. So he goes back over to Afghanistan to find him, to bring him home, bring him to the U.S. to have, you know, a safe passage essentially. So it's into three parts. It's really good. I quite enjoyed it. Only part I didn't love, and it's 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 kind of a staple of a lot of movies at the moment, is just shoddy CGI work. There was like certain, like it's a lot of explosions happen in this film, most of it's pretty good, but there's a lot of drone shots where like it's looking over like a battlefield or whatnot and it's supposed to be like flames and like smoke and that and it's all CGI smoke and you're like, you can really tell. There's a few scenes at the end when that helicopter's supposed to come in and shoot a few bunch of people and carry on. The helicopter definitely looked like it was out of place and it's like, it just takes you out of the experience yeah. a little bit. It just, because you know it's not real. So it's like, well, I'm watching a movie. You're not supposed to, you're supposed to have that kind of escapism while watching you know, a movie and it's uh, that's a little part that I kind of was disappointed in. But it's not – this isn't the only film that's doing it right now. They're obviously, it's cheaper just to do this yeah. rather than do practical effects or pay a little bit more money to get the CGI just to look spot on. So they're just doing what they can with the money that they've got. Yeah, I feel like 
it's almost sort of part of the reason I'm enjoying watching older films yeah. now is just because they're better produced yeah. overall and if I'm going to waste like waste my time watching movies yeah I don't I don't want to be taken out of it by some CGI mm. which is unfortunate but it's kind of it's almost gotten worse because it's gotten it's cheaper yeah so people are like Shortcutting it, but yeah. Yeah, I was watching the Blues Brothers the other night, which is one of the ones I'll get into later when we talk about the. Please, because I haven't seen it and I'm actually excited. The topic. Yeah, I was sitting with my housemate because we watched it together, and we we're just talking about that fact that like this movie feels like it's it's good to get into because everything, every part of it is practical effects. Like when the cars go over jumps or crash into each other, it's an actual car crashing into another car and stuff like that. It looks real because it is real. It's actually happening. And it's a better experience for it. Yeah, I watched um, – it's a musical, but I'll just talk about it now because it's not one that I'll probably mention later. But I watched Bugsy Malone, which is a mm. 1976 gangster film where they use children as the leads. Yeah, okay. So it's telling the story of the gangster Bugsy Malone, but every single character is a kid. So they have like um, – the probably the only famous one now is they have Jodie Foster yeah. when she was like, I want to guess maybe like 12-ish. About the same time as Taxi Yeah, driver? it would have been around. Like she, yeah. was, she was young. And they have like – the old school cars. Yeah. But they had them as pedal cars. Oh, right. And they actually built old school pedal cars. Yeah, okay. And then like when they're shooting each other, it's like they weren't able to do it properly, but it you can't tell when you watch it. They shoot, they're shooting guns that have like ping pong balls, <laughs> but then they'd get someone to like throw a cream pie. Yeah. So okay. instead of like bullets, it's all just like yeah. cream pies and stuff. But like it's ridiculous in concept. Mm. But it works to watch because there's practical effects. It's practical effects. So you're like, yeah, they're not getting shot and they're not dying, but it it's, still feels like an old school gangster. Real, yeah. yeah There's it, nothing worse than seeing like CGI kind of like blood trickle off a body. No, because you, you don't feel anything. No, that's the thing. You're not like, yeah, you're not feeling anything for the characters if they en- end up do dying on screen. You're just like, well, that doesn't look real. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, so that was one of the, pretty much the only film I watched that wasn't a musical. I watched about four others. So Sound of Music. Rocky Horror Picture Show, High School Musical, and The Blues Brothers were the other four films I watched this week. Yeah, I watched a f- I watched a fair few actually. I watched mm-hmm. um I watched Saturday Night Fever, which I thought was a musical. It's not a musical. It's not. Um, it just uses a bunch of the Bee Gees stuff, and <laughs> I thought, yeah, I had a very different idea of what it was going to be, partially yeah. because like my mum had the soundtrack on mm. a vinyl that I've never listened to, but I knew I had it, so I was like, oh yeah. You know, it must be one that mum had seen. And it's sort of about a guy, he's in Brooklyn mm-hmm. dis- during like disco era. It's pretty gritty. Like, have I've you seen it? I've seen this when I was about 13, 14. Yeah, like. Don't remember super, much of it, but it is pretty gritty. Yeah. Super gritty. And like, just the language that's used in yeah. it is just like, it's stuff that you. And I'm like, oh, mum hasn't. A kid shouldn't be watching it. Mum definitely hasn't seen this because no. it is language that, yeah, my mum's not the most PG, but like, yeah, just stuff that she never used. And I was like, oh, mum's not seen this one. No, you'd so, know if she did. Yeah, it yeah. was different to what I expected, but Isn't I. Isn't there a sequel as well? Possibly. Staying Alive? Oh. Uh, I feel like it's a sequel, but it look, was done much later. It could be. But yeah, no, I definitely enjoyed it. The It's shot beautifully. Yeah. Um, But it, yeah, it is grittier than I thought. Yeah. Going into it, but you know. Do you want me to just go through what else I watched? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll I come back to mine. <laughs> 13, The Musical, which I'm not going to mention later because it wasn't – didn't love it, um, but it's on Netflix as of 2022. Um, not that many people are in it because it's mostly kids because it's about kids being 13. Right. Um, Deborah Messing's in it. They yep. didn't – they did a dirty. There's She just doesn't look great in it, like costuming and stuff. 
I was going to say, because um, she looks older now? Or? Yeah, well, no, she is older, but just the, the wardrobe they put her in for like most of it. Yeah. Because she's like a divorcee and it's yeah. like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But it's the musical that they did on Broadway years ago that got like Ariana Grande and... Oh, right. Um, what was her friend's name? They were all in Victorious. Oh, I know the together. one. Together. Yeah. Um, Justice something. No, no, not Victoria Justice. It's uh, Elizabeth Gillies they had in and they were Broadway uh, babies yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then they went to do... Yeah. Stuff. So if you're of that age, you'd probably have seen Victorious. But yeah, they were in it, and then they did this one on Netflix. It was pretty good. Not one that like you're not going to. I'm not going to rewatch it, it. Yeah. But in terms of a musical that was predominantly like preteens, mm-hmm. yeah, they did a really good job. And I think it was probably a COVID film because a lot of it was set like one place outside rather than inside. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah, but it was sweet. I watched Absolute Beginners, which is a musical. It's one that I picked up for like a dollar from work because <laughs> um, it's starring David Bowie and stuff. And oh, I thought yeah. he'd been a lot. He's not in it a lot. And it's just kind of about a young photographer in 1958 London who wants to get like stardom and yeah, it's all like gang. Kind of, it feels kind of like West Side Story right. vibes. And I was curious because it was directed by Julian Temple, who is the father of um, Juno Temple. Who's I was going to say Juno, yeah. Yeah. And like Ted Lasso and a bunch of stuff. And it was like, it's gorgeously shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it did very, very badly well, um, commercially. I was going to say, it's not a huge name titled movie. No. Um, I haven't heard of it before. No, I mean, I had neither. I just <laughs> I needed to watch it. And it was musical week. So. so musical week. Yeah. I got into that. And then the other one I watched is My Cousin Vinny. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? No. It's on Disney Plus. Okay. If people haven't seen it. Joe Pesci. I need you to go home this week. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. She got the, that was when she was um, nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah, okay. Um, it's got Ralph Macchio in it. Yeah. The Karate Kid. Go mm-hmm. watch it. It is the funniest movie I have seen in a long, like I saw it a couple of years ago and then I watched it this week mm-hmm. with my mom and we watched it last night and we like, we pissed ourselves laughing. Like, it yeah, is, it's good. It is so good. He's like, so Ralph Macchio's character mm. is in the deep south with yep. his mate and they get accused of killing someone mm-hmm. uh, and they're like, oh, it's all good, it's all good, it's good. Uh, we got a lawyer in the family. I'll get my cousin Vinny to come down. He'll get us out of this. It's yeah. all good, it's all good. Um, Vinny's never practised. Oh, no. And um, Chaos ensues. Just, yeah, truly <laughs> chaos ensues of him just trying to, trying to basically get his cousin off so yeah. that he doesn't get the electric chair. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, because okay. the South. Um, yeah. And then Marissa Tomei is his fiance, and she's just giving him. She gives him so much. Yeah. And I don't want to give away too much. I will watch it. But I've truly, got if yeah, if anyone's listening at home, go, go and watch it. It is one of those films that they just they don't make anymore. They don't make them like that anymore. From start to finish, it is so so good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think we should discuss the fact that we've both watched The Big Lebowski last week, and then yeah. we forgot to mention it we in the did previous topic. To it. What do you think? Because that was your first viewing. Yeah, see, it's, it's one that I've been meaning to watch for like a long time and yeah. just never got around to it. And then, yeah, you were like, you want to watch it? I loved it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. The the Coen brothers' it's just, <laughs> absurdist it's so, comedy. Just, But it's so good. It's so and good. And the bit that just sticks out is... <laughs> I know which part you're going to say. Is it the part where she comes flying in when she's doing the painting and she's just floating across and trying yeah. to paint? Yeah, that was bizarre. I was like, what has she got in <laughs> her hands? Is she going to kill him? And it's like, no, they're it's just paintbrushes. Paint brushes. And she's doing this like paint scene at the end. Oh, it's Julianne so Moore good. is so good in that. She's fantastic. So so is Jeff Bridges. Oh, everyone. The dude. Is, oh, it's so good. Pissed on my rug, man. Just, this is really good. Yeah, Donnie. bizarre, but just so good. Yeah. All the pieces worked. It's the perfect absurdist comedy. I love it. 
I, I don't watch it every like I'll, I'll watch it every couple of years or so because I, I don't think you could watch it like no it wouldn't a couple of weeks after watching it it's it's very kind of bizarre uh, but when I do I definitely enjoy it every time it's definitely worth the watch if anyone at home's been thinking of watching it yeah yeah it's yeah. worth it I haven't seen much of the Coen Brothers no me um, either that's probably one of the only ones I have seen yeah. I've seen bits and pieces of um what's that earlier one they did. Don't look at me. It's one of my cinema sins. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I th- all we should about do them. a Collins Brothers week because there's a bunch of films like Hail Caesar and stuff like that that I haven't seen. There's a bunch I haven't seen. We're so. going to have to do it. Yeah. Maybe yeah. not soon, but we'll pick a week later on. Yeah, so we get time to watch them. them all and we'll do a collective there. Because, yeah, Big Lebowski is phenomenal. Now, another one we've kind of both been watching and we're roughly at the same place. I think I'm an episode ahead of you just because I've been slowly watching it, is Beef. Yeah, I started it this week. I think I've seen the first four. I'm up to episode five. Yes. Um, it's been a weird week, so I yeah. don't think I enjoyed it as much as I would normally because yeah. I was kind of a bit, a bit distracted. I think my main, like, I guess beef about it, not to do that because I hate puns, um, is mainly just, like, I don't care about the characters emotionally. Yeah. Like, I'm curious. I'm like, oh, what's going to happen to these people? But it's... I like that you do get layers of their backstory mm-hmm. as each episode gets kind of laid out. Yeah, I'm at, like, at the bit now where I think it's her friend or her co-worker or I, I don't know who she is to Mia? her. The one that works at the garden store? Y- yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. She's about to piece it together that it's her friend. But, you know, she's about to find out that... You might be ahead of me. How much did you watch? I don't know. Let me look it up. You, <laughs> you finished talking. it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm about halfway. I'm in episode five. It's just, I got up to the part where, the part where the brother is kind of getting with her, getting with. Yeah. I, so I'm up to episode five now. I okay. have not seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So Basically, I just finished four. Yeah. And the friend, yeah, the friend character of the rich ladies yeah. is somewhat working it out. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm up yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the next episode kind of develops a few of the other characters' backstories as well. You get a little bit – it's piece by piece. That's the part I do like about it is kind of like it's it's not just about them two. It's about the dynamic of obviously her How family. Sort of affecting everyone, I it guess. It is, yeah. Like these two big people are quite broken and the more they do, the more it affects more people in their lives and they're affecting each other's lives yeah. as well it's it's kind of well done it's an a24 production yeah which is which is the first time they've done a tv series i think, I think. yeah or at least they don't do a lot no not the ones that i've heard before but this yeah like it's half hour episodes it's 10 episodes it should be easy to get through we've just been doing other things having distractions i got a playstation game this week that i've been playing a little bit myself so i should have been watching a little bit more than i could have and eh. Is what it is. So I'll try and finish off beef. I think I'll probably finish week, it too, unless and then we, we have can a kind of discuss the end of it. Find next a topic week. we can talk about next week that gives us time to watch beef as well. Yeah, yeah, I think we'll do something like that. Um, and then the other thing I've been watching last night is I watched two episodes of F Boy Island. Oh, you finished it yet? No, it's oh. still not quite at the end yet. So there's, I think, two episodes left. I watched six and seven. Did they get rid of um the guy from the beginning that was obviously an F Boy? Okay, so Caleb, these, I think his name is. These two episodes. They revealed who is the F-boys oh, and who's okay. the nice so guys. So who's the F-boys? Because I watched the first two. So Caleb is. Of course. He's an F-boy. I can't really go into this far <laughs> on air because no one is watching it besides you and me. I'll tell you off air okay. who, who is and who isn't. So they did this thing where it's like episode six. And you're still talking about it? One of the one of the guys kind of <laughs> <laughs> says they who they are, like if they're an F-boy or not. And right at the end, 
one of the girls goes, well, you told me, now you have to tell everyone. And then Abby Chatfield, the host, goes, no, no, let's just stop it there. If he, if he has to reveal who he is, everyone has to reveal who they are. So they do. They go for each one of them. Oh. They have to walk up to the girls and say which one they are. And then they question them or not. And then the next episode, in episode seven, it's like the next day, the fallout of them finding out who they are and the F-boys are trying to redeem themselves and stuff like that. It's it's like top tier trashy TV, reality TV show. And I'm still watching it. This is why I'm allergic to men. <laughs> We're the worst. <laughs> We're the absolute worst. Yeah, so I think there's only like, yeah, I think they've got eight out and I don't think the finale's out yet. I don't know. I haven't checked, but I think there's not much left. There's not many of them left to pick from. I'll watch the finale with you. How about that? Yeah, we'll do that. I'll watch the start and the end. Um, and that's been my week. It's a bit of that, bit of beef and a lot, a lot of musicals. All right, let's get into our trivia. Yeah, let's do it. You, right, me you can pick. What TV show was Jack Nicholson referencing when he ad-libbed his Johnny in The Shining? Well, The Shining's like from like 1970-something. Johnny, good Lord. I'm trying to think. It's like, the I, no, it's going to be really old. I'm either thinking, this is also going to be wrong. Uh-huh. The Brady Bunch. Okay. Or. Uh-huh. Mash, because that's the only two old shows I know. Nah, it's The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Why would I know that? I don't know. <laughs> Why would I know that? It makes sense, though. If, yeah. In which 2001 movie did John Goodman voice the character Sully? Oh, it's Monsters, Inc. Yes. I didn't know it was John Goodman, but I know my yeah. Monsters, Inc. Yeah, you know your Monsters, It was Inc. the first movie I saw in cinemas as a kid. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't remember much of it. No. I remember crying. Quite young. And mum was like, oh, It was a oh, good, good movie. It's heartfelt. What kind of animal is Manny from the Ice Age movies? Is Manny the um, woolly mammoth? Yeah, that's the question. I'm like, I can't. I can't <laughs> is he this? Uh, that's the point. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I was trying to see if he was like, yeah, I don't know. The Diego name. is the um, saber-toothed tiger and Sid's the sloth for anyone. This is really funny that I picked this straight up after that question. These have been shuffled. What is the name of the squirrel in the Ice Age movies? It's Scrat. It is Scrat, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yeah, Ice Age played a big part in my childhood. I was the right I've only, age. I've only seen the first one. <gasps> okay, the second one's great after that. There's like yeah. five, I Probably. think. I think the second like, one is hilarious. Like, the head of what kind of animal is front and center in an infamous scene from The Godfather? It's a horse's head in the bed. Yeah, I don't remember that, but you clearly do. I've seen it, yeah. It's in the first like 20, 25 minutes. He sends it as a message to someone. It's his prize horse, but he's trying to get like money or oh, something out I, of him. I've seen so the Godfather. So the head's cut bit. off and it's put in his bed. He wakes up and he's like, oh, there's blood everywhere. Oh, I should probably rewatch it. It's been a while since I've seen it, but yeah, I it's remember, that. I remember that part anyway. Um, who plays the voice of Buzz Lightyear in the Toy Story film franchise? Is it. I know the face. Mm hmm. But I. He had a TV show in the 90s. Yeah, I know. Home Improvement might help. Yeah. Tim Allen. Yeah, that's it. I kept yeah. thinking that's the problem is I had Allen in my head and I was like, it's not Woody. But then because I thought that, my brother went, Woody Allen. I went, not Woody no, Allen. Not Woody Allen. And I couldn't think of anything else. There's <laughs> nothing else to it. <laughs> Did we have one more? I can't remember. No, well, I got three cards over here and oh. you've got three there. So I think we... Well, that's trivia for the week. That was, yeah. We. Oh, I think I got two of them. I don't know. I, I think I got all... You got all three. three. You got all three, but they were all animated based... It, Questions. Even if I did nearly say Woody Allen. <laughs> Woody Allen. All right. On to some news this week. Um, Paramount Plus has announced that Grease, the Rise of the Pink Ladies prequel series um, has been cancelled after its finale debuted 
on June the 1st. Not only is it cancelled, but they're going to remove it from Paramount Plus next week, which super sucks because it barely got a month on the streaming service and yeah. it's going to be gone. Um, and their creator, Annabelle Oaks, confirmed on her Instagram and she said it's a particularly brutal move. It's also being removed from Paramount Plus. Um, and unless it finds a new home, you'll no longer be able to watch it anywhere. The cast are my creative partners and I are all devastated at the complete erasure of our show. Um, and she did go on to say, if you have got sort of Paramount Plus, please go and watch it. I yeah, sadly don't because I would have watched it just because these people worked on it and now it's going to be gone. But Completely gone. It's yeah. not going to get re-added either. If you've got it and you like musicals, just go and watch it. Give it a, give it a watch. Yeah. These poor people have just put in, you know, years of work and it's gone within a month of being out. It's just kind of yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah, some type of deal is obviously broken down there i can't say what but it seems that yeah i have a feeling i personally have a feeling it's to do with the writer's strike Mm. some type of issue there that's still stemming from that between that that, tax time all of it they're super conservative over there in hollywood at the moment so So we'll see yeah if you've got paramount plus watch that first because everything else will still be on there this won't yeah far out um, okay, The Flash is tracking to earn $14 million in its second do- domestic box office weekend, a 75% drop compared to the last weekend before it. This is the highest drop ever for a superhero movie at the domestic box office. As of June 23rd, The Flash has made $176 million on the back of a 200 to $220 million budget. All right, that's rough, isn't it? That is very rough. That is not even recouping budget costs. That yeah, the Flash is not doing well by any means. So, just for, give you know the audience like an idea. A, mo- a movie needs to make at least double its budget to be profitable. Yeah. So it's, it needs to have at least made around four hundred million to be a successful commercial successful film, and it hasn't even made budget yet. As the kids say, it's a big L for it's Warner Brothers. Huge L. But that's the issue right now. It's on the back of this is doing worse than Shazam too. Yeah. And well, that was considered like one of the worst flops. They didn't have the best publicity for their stars. Yeah, this was a tough film. Poor this was always gonna be a tough film. Is that yeah, their stuff going on far out. Yeah, Ezra's got a lot of issues. I as we were reading before we started the episode, how much he's been involved they've been involved in um just controversies lately. Yeah. Um, and that would have been a real big issue for the marketing of this film because they just didn't know what to do with it. No, and I just feel like, I don't know, maybe you just help them out, get them, like, they're clearly yeah, they need mentally they've, they're yeah. having a really tough time Yeah, and maybe putting them on a red carpet yeah. with all that paparazzi doesn't help. Yeah, as we are discussing before the episode starts, they're on the red carpet, they've got issues. The whole idea of the marketing behind this is not based on their character anymore because of the controversies. Get them help. They need it, clearly. Yeah, it's, it's n- like... It, yeah, they're not looking after them. No. Nah. Yeah. And that's showbiz, I guess. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough world out there at the moment. Yep. It's kind of gone backwards in Hollywood. Um. So Taylor Sheridan, who is the creator of mostly famously Yellowstone, has come under fire for his seemingly selfish comments about his creative process. Um. There's an ongoing writer's strike, obviously, we know that. And um, now's the time to sort of stand up and stand with your own writers, um, even actors are striking in solidarity. But um, he sort of produces, directs, showruns, writes his own stuff. And he said sort of like if he could Craig, uh, sorry, Greg Belanti it, he would. He's the kind of the guy that did all like the Arrowverse yeah, stuff. Okay. So he'd come yep. in, do the beginning, and then he'd kind of yep. give it over to a team of writers and just oversee it. But That's he's what like, J.J. Abrams did with Lost. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's like, I can't do that. And then he said this thing, he goes, my stories have a very simple plot that is driven by the characters as opposed to the characters driven by the plot, the antithesis of the way television is normally modelled. 
Um, I'm really interested in the dirty of the relationships in literally every scene. But when you hire a room that may not be, this is a room of writers, that may not be motivated by those same qualities and a writer always wants to take ownership of something that they're writing. He said, and I give this directive and they're not feeling it, they're going to come up with their own qualities. So for me, writers' rooms, they haven't worked. So he kind of just goes, I'm just going to do it all myself because... It just, it sounds to me like it's... Um, I can't play well with others. Yeah, it's 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 um, fear of lack of control. Yeah. It's just, it's mine, don't take it off me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, he's gone on to say, yeah. like, they tell me there's a story coordinator, but I don't know who that is. And I tried looking it up because I was like, Jesus, this poor person that it mm. does that job and I want to kind of shout him out, but it's hard to find yeah, on IMDb for yeah. me. So if you are, if you are that story coordinator... Weightless. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we're sorry for you. Um, and yeah, I just think like, like I've written stuff and I've I've written my own like pilots and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. It is so much easier with a bunch of people. And if oh, you get absolutely. if you get the right people, like I had a group of friends at uni and we used to we used to help each other on all of our work. Mm. Um, if you get the right people that have the same vision, mm. you can't find those people. Oh, absolutely. Um, That's why there's so many successful TV shows out yeah, there. It's not just based on one person that creates this thing. A writer's room, like even the guy whose name escapes me that does all like the haunting of Hill House and, and stuff like that. Um, oh, yeah. We talked about him in the uh, Yeah, I can't think of his name. Anyway, love the guy. He is very... Yeah, but he didn't do it all himself. No, he even hired um, a la- lady, Yolanda Remke. She's Australian and yeah, she yeah. did work with, I think, a friend Ben. I can't think of his last mm. name. But I met her before she went off to work for him um, and she'd done like a film cargo and she went and wrote mm. an episode of Bly Manor. And he, oh, even, okay. he like he took a chance on yeah, sort yeah. of small Australian horror writers yeah. and directors, but old mate Taylor Sheridan can't find anyone in Hollywood. Mike Flanagan. Yeah, Mike Flanagan. Yeah. There he is. But it's just yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's very much like these are my toys. Don't touch them. Yeah, um, and I read the whole article. Like it's huge, and it, he has that sort of mentality. And I'm just like, yeah, which is dude. It's a creative collaborative process. Yeah, it's unfortunate because what I think of the couple of movies I have seen of his, um, Sicario, Hello High Water and Wind River, they're phenomenal films. Oh, I don't they're think they're absolutely phenomenal. He's and we're not taking away the fact that he's not talented. Way. He's just gotta to learn to work better with other individuals who are obviously there on their own skill set as well. Yeah. So you just, you know, believe in their ability and give them a chance. Like Yeah, like, like I get it, it's your baby, like Yellowstone. And I it's obviously that. very successful. Yeah. Uh, not my thing, but even, very successful. Even his spin-offs, though, he does all himself. The 1923. And 88. 19, 1883. 80, really? 80, yeah, whatever. Yeah. He's like, yeah, he's like, no, it's all all me kind of thing. And there's mm. a couple other people credited for helping create and mm. write, but I don't think they do the bulk of the episodes. They may just give him like. The issue with that is he's going to have, his, if he's doing everything, all three series and doing all of it, he's going to have burnout. And mm-hmm. therefore the show is going to suffer and decline in quality. And um, so you're writing a bunch of characters, mm. right? What helps is perspective because you're yeah. writing from multiple different people that aren't you and your yeah. imagination has limits. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like... And you don't know the perspective of the different characters that you're writing for, no. whereas that person could be channeling that a little bit better. And it's just kind of this selfishness. Like say I'm writing with you, right? Yeah. You might come up with an idea that's fantastic and then it elevates our story which is the whole point mm-hmm. and it connects on an even higher level but he doesn't want to take that mm. chance yeah because he can't let go and it's like dude it's interesting i think it's lucky it's successful how many shows do you have yeah that's the thing like yeah. oh, he's put so much into it yeah he has like a whole bunch of land that's as big as la yeah right it's, the whole thing's mental like that's crazy yeah yeah 
Uh, and that's the end of our news segment. Now we're going to move into what's mostly our main topic is musicals. Yeah. So I didn't even pick a few to talk about because I was like, <laughs> well, I've seen so many. We'll just, we'll just we can just go ad lib. We can go ad lib. Um, let's just start off with the, mo- with the one that I guess you made me, because you've got a lot of information on this one, the one that you kind of made me watch this week. It's just The Sound of Music. And by um, made you watch it, I gave it to you like six months ago by yeah, but request. It happened, happened to work this week. Yeah. <laughs> so I've watched it. Uh, 1965, mm-hmm. starring Julie Andrews, Christopher Plummer, uh, directed and produced by Robert Wise. Yep. It's um, It was good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it's got such iconic songs. So even if you haven't even sit down to watch even a part of this, I feel like one or two of these songs you've heard in your back of your brain – in other marketing, other TV shows, anything you would know. Mm-hmm. It's it's yeah, it's been around for a while. Yeah, I loved it. I thought it was very good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good story. Like yes, it is a long film. It's three hours long. Mm-hmm. I don't think it feels dragged out at any point. Like it's it's paced quite well. It's paced quite well. The songs they don't drag. Like they've got a point to them. Then they finish, move on. Um, and yeah, it was just really sweet story as well about this you know lady who's i mean it's based on a true story like the, is it actually yeah I didn't yeah, look yeah. That up. the von trapp family it's are real. real okay um she did go and like become their governor yeah yeah i mean obviously it probably a lot darker given yeah the nazi situation yeah they're yeah. in austria yeah. in you know when the nazis were whether know. or not they actually survived getting to switzerland oh they did, yeah, oh, they yeah. did? okay yeah. cool. they, they very much existed even when the film came out oh okay i didn't yeah. know that yeah there's a thing at some awards with they had the real maria von trapp yeah okay. with julie andrews and she sort of teaches her how to really yeah. yodel because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah i can imagine it's funny but um, um yeah so there, it's based on a true story yeah obviously it's less fun and cheerful mm. Um, I um I don't think she has the same charisma as Julie Andrews, but no, she can. She's when she's in the screen, she's dead center. I just love the the feistiness she's got with the um the Baron when they first meet each yeah. other and the whistle scene. I love it. Where it's like I don't I don't and whistles are only for was it dogs, dogs and, and cats, cats and other animals. Yeah, and definitely not for children and definitely not for me. Yeah, yeah, and then she whistles at him as he's leaving the room. I don't know your was, signal. Yeah, you may call me Captain. Very well done. Yeah. Very sassy scene and I love that. And then it kind of establishes her character and what she stands up for. Mm-hmm. She stands up for herself, obviously, and she's not going to take any bullshit, which I thought was really good. Yeah. And even though the kids try and, like, mess her up with the frog in the pocket and kind of the, the pine cone on the chair, she just takes it on the chin and just runs with it. Like, she just works that in. Um, it doesn't phase her, which obviously the past governesses have left because of stuff like that. Yeah, they had, like... I don't know how many they went through, but they went through a mm, lot. I think she was like the seventh, I think she yeah. said. Something like that. She's the seventh, seventh in line of, yeah. Governesses. Yeah, and the kids grow to like her really quickly because she um, doesn't put up with the, yeah, yeah. The bullshit. She actually pays and attention to them. And obviously the the lightning storm, they all come and sleep with her in the same bed because they're all scared and yeah. it's good. I It's a bit, um, it's upsetting, you know, the song – 16 going on 17 mm-hmm. with the guy. Yeah, and he's Rolf. like, Yeah, and he's like, I will look after you. I'm going on 18. Oh. And then at, towards the end of the film, he just becomes like this real dick of a character. He's like, no, the Nazis are right. I'm yeah. going to do whatever they want. And he kind of rats out the family when they're trying to leave. Yeah. Yeah, that was a bit disappointing for the older daughter. I forget her yeah, name. Yeah, Liesl. Oh. Imagine you're heartbroken by a Nazi. Far brutal. out. Brutal. Absolutely brutal. But yeah. yeah, it's it's good. It's it's charming. It's a charming film. Very much so. Yeah. And it's like 
beautifully shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That opening scene where they come through all like the the cities and towns, and it lands like a drone shot on her just walking through the hills. It's yeah. phenomenal, especially for the time, 1965, and then doing those. Apparently, type of it was like Julie Andrews. Like it was such a pain in the ass to shoot that because yeah, it's timing. a helicopter, right? Yeah, it's a timing. But the wind from the helicopter, she'd oh, yeah. be trying to stand there and do the this spinning bit her over. and it would knock her over and she'd have to like get up. <laughs> do it, do again, it again and then wait for the helicopter to come to back. To come back and knock her over. Yeah, it's a lot different now with actual drones. Mm. Yeah. No, it's very good that scene where she's just spinning around, <laughs> singing as it starts. Yeah, and then she's late to go yeah. back to the, the mm. convent. And, and um, one of my, like, I mean, I love it so much and I think it, it definitely shaped my personality and that I'm a little shit mm-hmm. um, from seeing that at such a young age. <laughs> But and I can't remember which the name of the sister because I couldn't find it because you've got my movie um but it's when she goes and she's talking to you know the the sister or whatever mm. and she's talking about one of the other ones that comes in she goes oh when I see her coming now I just kiss the floor just to save time because yeah. she knows that she's gonna make her do it anyway yeah. like what's that song um there's something about Maria oh um how do you solve a problem like Maria yeah, yeah. and that was played over their wedding as mm. well mm-hmm. and I was like ah oh, it's a callback it's really cool. How do you solve a problem with Maria? Get her married to a baron. <laughs> just send her <laughs> off. Send her off. That's yeah. it. Send her off. And then the, I just love the the line when he get she first gets to, you know, the captain's house or whatever, the Von Trapps, and he goes, we this much trouble at the Abbey? And she goes, oh, much more, Much sir. more, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, much more, sir. So. That's really good. Yeah, and she obviously opens him up to becoming uh, closer to the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene where she's wandering around waiting for him to come in downstairs and she looks in that room and he basically kicks her out straight <laughs> yeah. away. But it's nice to see that they're having like the ball in there later on mm-hmm. as well. Like he's opening up to be more of a, you know, humanistic towards his family and other people around because he's yeah. obviously – and he's a captain from the war, previous war. Decorated by the emperor. Yes. Uh, so he's obviously a bit closed off. Um, yeah, his wife died. His wife died previously. Since then, he's just kind of been yeah, a grumpy bastard. Yeah, and then she kind of yeah opens him up to new experiences. Yeah, do you? Because you've just seen it, and mm. I think it didn't really have much of an impact on me as a kid. But watching it like now that I'm an adult, mm. the scene and the it's the song something good, and it's shot they're in the gazebo, mm. and it's sort of them first falling in love, mm-hmm. and it's they're sort of in shadow. Do you remember that scene? I. Can't, oh, no. Hang on, I'm going to find I a mean, photo. I, yeah, I obviously watched the whole thing just then, but it's three hours long. So. Oh, yeah. Look, not, I've not, seen not it. Not that particular I don't thing. know how many times I've seen it. Is it the part outside the ballroom and they dance together? It's this, this bit. Yes, just I do remember that. Yeah, that Yeah, shot. that is, yeah. I'm like, oh. It is very nice. Yeah, no, it was a good film. We've, I don't know. I could talk forever on it. We could. We've we got a lot more to go through. That so many we times. crack onto a different one. Um, Question mm. for you. We probably okay. should have done this at the start. What? To you, because we had a few examples of what, it, like, we thought might have been a musical. Okay. What is a musical to you? What okay. would you define it as? So, a musical is a movie where they, like, a musical movie is one where they burst into song mm. and it continues the story, but they don't acknowledge it. So, like, you know, old school Disney. I was about to say films, Disney, like Aladdin. Like or Aladdin. Yeah. That, that is a musical. What is not a musical is yeah. something like the new Elvis movie or like Pitch Perfect, where Babylon. Or Babylon, yeah. where they. They're performers and they're performing as part of the story and it's acknowledged that is not a musical. Yes. Yeah. It's one that's just, it furthers a story. That's like the key thing the song has to do. Yep. And they don't acknowledge that they've just burst into song, which yeah, it's a lot like, of it's, people hate. But that's the point that's of a musical. the point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I well, just thought we'd define it before moving on because, yeah, we had those examples. Like I definitely thought um, Babylon because 
I've got down here as another example of a musical is La La Land. Mm-hmm. Love La La Land. Love La La Land. It's just, you know, it's like um, a, a love story to LA and mm-hmm. like what dreams could be made of in LA. La yeah. La Land. I watched that film and I cried in the <laughs> Yeah. Like I love it. I love that film. The The music's phenomenal. Um, but the same creator of La La Land created Babylon. Yep. And I was like, well, if La La Land's an example of what dreams could be, Babylon's what nightmares could be of of LA. Yeah, truly. And yeah, it's just the juxtaposition between the two films. Um, but then we kind of looked into it further and Babylon isn't a musical, whereas La La Land is. Very much so. Yeah. La La Land is is gorgeous, especially if you're a fan of musicals because it, yeah. it take, takes a lot of them. It pays homage yes. all throughout it. Um, I loved it. What did you think of the Rocky Horror Picture Show? Because you've seen that. I've seen pretty much... All the ones I would I've say watched. most of the ones we're going to talk about this yeah. week. So I'm just going to ask you questions. Um, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic. I um, thoroughly enjoyed the the style, mm-hmm. um, the awkward sexual tension between everyone. Yeah. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, Tim Curry's fantastic. So is Susan Sarandon. Randomly meatloafs in it. Yeah. For like one song, then dies. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just fun. It's just campy fun. So the guy, I didn't realize this. The guy that plays. Riff Raff. Yeah. He wrote it. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's interesting because they end up being, what, aliens in the end? Yeah, something like that. From the planet Transsexual in the galaxy Transvestite? Yeah. No, look, Transylvania. Transylvania. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't look um, – it doesn't age well in that – No, I know. We don't say transsexual anymore, but – I know, but it doesn't that's matter. what they say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, yeah. we acknowledge it. It doesn't age well. However – yeah. It's a fantastic film. And I don't think anyone dislikes it. Like no one watches it and goes, oh, that's not politically correct anymore. No, I don't. No. I, yeah. yeah. I watched it as a teenager. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I think like someone gave it to me and I was like, I don't know if I'm a, like, I don't know Allowed what mum think. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember how old I was. And I was just like, um, mm. and I watched it, loved it. And then the one, songs are just really fun. Yeah. One New Year's Eve. I think my grandma must have mm. been, I don't know, 70 something. Mm. Me and my sister taught it to the time warp. Oh, okay. Like, what's that from? Don't worry. Just dance. I was like, fine, Grover, let's just continue. <laughs> just like, dance. all right. <laughs> no, it's, um, was it 1975? 1975. Mm-hmm. So it was only 10 years after The Sound of Music. Put that in perspective. Very different Very themes. different. But oh, so good. So good. Yeah, very young Susan Sarandon in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of her first early roles. Um, I'd probably watch this again. I just really f- had fun with it. The music's awesome. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times. It's not like my all-time favorite, but I I do love it. And I, I love Tim Curry. Tim Curry's great in everything. He's in Annie as well. Oh, really? As um, Rooster, which I love. Some parts of Annie. Some parts bore me to tears. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he plays. Have you seen Annie? I haven't seen either of them. Okay, so she's we've. Seen Rocky Horror? No, I meant both Annie versions. Oh yeah, no, I've I tried to watch the new one with Cameron Diaz, and I got about Jamie halfway Fox. through, and I'm just like, oh, I just don't. Just no. I don't like it normally that much, but and I've done Annie yeah. too many times. It's one that haunts me forever. Yeah. But he plays um, Rooster, so Annie is this little orphan. Yeah. Miss Hannigan, played by Carol Burnett, who's fantastic. Like no one can mm. do that character better. She runs this orphanage. Mm. And it's like in the like early like I don't know like 40s or something. Like the depression era and she's just like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." She just wants to like not have to deal with hundreds of girls. Mm-hmm. Um so she's kind of like whatever. Basically Annie gets sort of adopted for a week so to speak by this like billionaire. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a reward from Daddy Warbucks mm. as billionaire being like, "Hey, we're going to give you 
if, if anyone come forward and find Annie's parents, we'll give you a bunch of money. Yeah. Okay. And they're like, hang on a second. On we a got minute. money. And like Annie had this like broken locket. So yeah, like there's okay. this broken locket. And um, Miss Hannigan's like, I think, I think I got that broken locket somewhere. Mm-hmm. Annie's parents are definitely dead. I didn't have the heart to tell her. <laughs> so the brother comes in. Yeah. And he's got this girlfriend played by Bernadette Peters, who's mm. Lily St. Regis, like the hotel. And she's mm. like this blonde, like essentially bimbo type character. And they come in and they're mm. like, they sing this like song, Easy Street. So I'm going to show you it if you haven't like I'll later. Watch it. Yeah. And they're like, Easy Street. Like they're going to get all this money. Yeah. So they dress up as her parents and they oh. go and like kidnap her. Oh God. But then he's like crazy and he yeah. like realizes that it's not real and everyone knows. And he's like, you're going to go and kill her at the end. Oh, like it's, it yeah, gets, it gets really hectic. Okay. And Carol Burnett, who's mm. Miss Hannigan's just like, just don't kill her. She's like a baby. Like she hates these children, but like mm. she doesn't want to you die, want but her die. brother's like mental. Yeah. Um, but he's so good in that too. Yeah. Okay. So that's another one. Not my favorite musical, but it's got moments because it's haunted me forever. Yeah. It's one of those ones, like even like Anna Kendrick, I read her book cause mm-hmm. she started on Broadway. Yep. And she's like, man, you do Annie once and it haunts you. And I'm not even there. I just did a bit of community theater and yeah. still it haunts me. It's just. Jesus, yeah. okay. You do it once. That's it. <laughs> That's it. It's too much. Keep coming back. <laughs> it's a callback. Yeah, I think we'll move into the next one I kind of watched. Yeah, your favorite. This is my favorite. High School Musical from 2006. How old were you when this one came out? 16. I was nine. Okay. And I was too pretentious for it already at nine. At nine? Yeah, because <laughs> I'd, not watch I'd that. seen a lot of classic musicals. So this one I was like, ah, it's just, it's not quite it. So this one was <laughs> 2006. It was a Disney, Disney Channel, Channel original, original movie. Um, and it was made basically to replace, um, I think there was the end of That's So Raven and Even Stevens. Like mm-hmm. with it was that era. That was era. Finishing. So they had, had to bring something else to the table. So it's starring Zac Efron, Vanessa Hudgens, a bunch of others, like Ashley Tisdale and whatnot, six main cast basically, and it really skyrocketed their careers. Oh, it was like this has made yeah. them front and center. It did gangbusters. Oh, it, it did. was huge. I kind of loved one. it a bit and hated it. I was sort of like on the fence, yeah. and Mum was like, "Oh, do you have to be like? Let's watch something else." Like she was yeah. sort of discouraging, very much so. Now that it's nearly twenty years old, oh, I feel old. It's seventeen years old. It's got a bunch of songs that are just as iconic as probably some of the other music things that we're saying on this list. Me and my sister were talking about Um, Bob to the Top the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Get your head in the game. And also that that final scene of the first one where we're all in this together Together. is super iconic. Say what you will about High School Musical, but it is. Oh, no. I I can understand it now. Um, um, When I was a kid, I think I must have been like maybe grade five or something like that. Like it had been out for a bit and and me and a bunch of girls that – well, I was friends with them for a bit mm. and we were going to do like a performance of it at like some I don't know, talent show or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then they decided about mm, three quarters of the way through, you're no longer in it anymore. <laughs> so I didn't get to do it with them. Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, look, it is, it is what, it, what is. it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, so as of 2019, as many as 225 million viewers have watched the first one internationally. And the second one did just as well. Um, as the first one. So these came out yearly. So 2007 was the second one. And then the third one was actually, because it was so popular the first two, they released the third one into theatres. So it was recorded with a different set of cameras and whatnot for theatrical release. Um, on a budget of $11 million, it made $256 million Far for out. Disney. Now, see, I was a bit over it by this stage. Yeah. I was probably only, I don't know, maybe 12 at most. My yeah. dad had Foxtel. So yeah. I watched it there. Shannon, did you see it in cinemas? 
I did not actually. Oh, okay. I did not. I thought you did. I was. I know what you, you were setting up then. Uh, no, I didn't because I was eighteen. I had just moved up to where Brisbane, where I am now, and I didn't go to the movies much. I, I was a real poor friends. uni student, and no, I just I just didn't get to see this one. Probably would have given a different <laughs> time frame and whatnot. Um, no, I just remember it was this was it was still huge. Even when the third one came out, it was massive, and yeah, so Zac Efron obviously went the on boys to back. do that was iconic. Do 17, 17 again, again straight after this. Vanessa Hudgens has had a weird career since. Mm. She's had a very up and down career. She did Grease, actually, live for probably, I think it was NBC or whatever. Oh, she played really? Rizzo. Yeah. Oh, okay. In one of their, like, live to TV she's, things. She's done a mix of stuff. Mm-hmm. She's done some really popular movies and then some really, like, indie stuff as well. Like, yeah. She was in Bad Boys 3 as well. Oh. Randomly. I don't know why. But, yeah, particular standout was Zac Efron. Yeah, absolutely. He was a heartthrob. He was a heartthrob. That. Yeah, that era yeah, was yeah. his you know, teen sensation. Everyone loved him. Um, I enjoyed it. I hadn't seen it since it came out on TV back in 06. So watching it again this week, I was like, oh, yeah, I remember these songs. Jesus Christ. Or everyone's using – like. Everyone's using a particular style of mobile phone, like a hip top and like a flip phone Motorola. Yeah. It's just the era that I was a teenager in. So it was good to kind of go back and go, oh, shit, what are they wearing? Like, what is that? Layers. A, a lot, lot of layers. layers. Yeah. And um, even the boys are wearing, like, those baseball tees a lot. Yep. And I'm like, yep, I used to do that when I was 16, 17. It's funny. I was talking to you just before we started recording about this. Yeah. Um, I was pretty young when it came out. I think I was, like, nine. Yeah. I didn't know that Ryan, the brother, yeah. was gay. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, because you, you were nine. I was nine and they You're don't nine. explain it. And no, so like, definitely is, how though. would I know? I mean, the kids now know, but I didn't know. And so I think me and my sister were like, are they like kind of like- The brother and sister. Brother and sister, yeah. mind you. Are they kind of in love? Like, I just don't understand why else he would What's do- What's the dynamic? Why would he do this for his sister? Like, <laughs> I was Musicals. so confused. Now looking back, I completely understand. Um, and that's why you need to tell kids that gay people exist. Because otherwise they just think that- <laughs> They get confused. They're in love with their sister. Yeah, and that's, yeah, that's uh, not a Which thing. Which is worse. <laughs> it's not a thing. Oh, dear. Uh, so that is High School Musical. Uh, next on my list, unless you want to rattle one off. Now tell me about Blues Brothers because I've not seen oh, this one. Yeah, and it's so probably the only one that- I- You will probably end up watching from this. Well, I've seen the rest. Yeah, you have, yeah. Uh, so Blue Brothers came out in 1980. It's starring Dan Aykroyd, John Belushi, and Carrie Fisher, which I'm surprised you haven't seen. I know. I didn't know she was in it. She's in it. Today, yeah. Like, oh, you've got to I see it. To she's, it. She's in it. She plays a hilarious part in this. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm you've probably going to watch it tonight. Um, it's directed by John Landis. Um, so this is a based on a recurring sketch, um, the Blues Brothers from Saturday Night Live, Saturday Night Live that both um, – John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd basically started. So they're one of the original kind of cast members, both of them. And it's one of their sketches. So imagine like the Lonely Island. It's basically what they were back in the 80s. They're doing their kind of comedy thing. So the Blues Brothers is like a comedy music thing. So they released albums and stuff even before this came out. I've known about the Blues Brothers, but I've never understood it to look into it. Yeah. So it became really popular and Dan Aykroyd – Thought, yeah, we could probably do a film, a feature film out of this. So he kind of had a bidding war between, I think, Paramount and Universal at the time who won it because they were hu- hugely popular. John Belushi had just, just done Animal House as well. So he was at the peak of his career. So he, yeah, Dan O'Kree quickly wrote up a 324-page draft of what would be a script. That's insane. And he, because so he, he had never um, written a screenplay before or even read one. 
That's insane. So he just put together like a story that he thought could be made into a feature film in the format he wanted. He realised it wasn't the right way of doing it. So he literally got it bound as if it was a Yellow Pages. Oh, my God. And then took it to one of the um, studio heads. And then they're like, okay. And then they took it to John Landis, who's the director, to turn it into a working screenplay. So that's why it goes for like two hours and like five minutes. I mean, a lot of musicals are quite quite long. long. Well, your musicals, yes, but comedy. Not so much. Not so much. They're usually about 90 minutes. So when I was watching this, I didn't know any of this beforehand. I obviously read all this after watching it. And as soon as I turned it on, I was like, oh, what am I going to get myself into? And then I quickly realized this level of satire that's in there is, oh my God, it's so good. They just don't acknowledge anything that kind of happens, like the ridiculous situations happen to them. Uh, There's one scene they go into like where they're living. It's like this really rundown part of Chicago. And it's this old place, right? And they go into the room. It's like one bed in there. And the building gets blown up for some reason. I won't go into detail because yeah. you're going to watch it. <laughs> and then they, they like brush off all the bricks off them. And they're like, oh, it's 9 a.m. We've got to go down here. And they just walk off. It's like really like it's it's basically just end, it's like Saturday Night Live sketches after sketches after sketches with music in between. And there is a story, but it's pretty loose when you think about it. You're getting, getting towards the end of the film and you're like, that's right. The entire drive of this film is them trying to raise $5,000 to save an orphanage. Oh. How did we get here? <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to watch it's it. It's very, very well done. The comedy's good. The music acts are like really good. It's got like um, Ray Charles and Aretha Franklin. Yep. I can't say it. I've got a lisp. I'm learning this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just really well done. So I think you should check it out. I 100% will. And I want to talk about one that, listen, no one really has to check it out, but mm. I watched it a lot as a little kid. Like we had a you know, tape from TV VHS yep. and um, it's only as I've gotten older and I've really thought about the story because I used to just watch it without really understanding the story. It was just like, oh, you know, song to song to song mm. for me watching mm-hmm. musicals. <laughs> the story is so messed up. So it's a film called Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. It was made in like yeah. the 50s or something. Mm. And it's the story of this guy. I can't remember his name. doesn't really matter. And he goes – into town because mm-hmm. it's in the Appalachian Mountains kind of thing. He Well, he lives in – and he goes to town. And he's mm-hmm. like, I need myself a wife. Mm-hmm. That's how it starts. He's singing a song about how, he, you know, he wants this woman, like pretty and slim, not too trim, something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Anyway, so that's the story. He goes into town. He's sort of shopping around. Some people yeah. know him. And then he spots this lady and he goes, that's the one. That's she's the one. the one for me. Yep. Um, quite literally. He goes and talks to the parents. They're like, yep, sure. Get her married. Mm-hmm. So – she gets married and goes off to him. Oh my god! Home. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Anyway, so she's like, you know, happy to be married. Whatever. He looks kind of nice. She gets goes back to his house in the mm. bloody mountains, in the middle mm. of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's got he's got six brothers, doesn't he? Oh my god! Because it's seven brides. Yeah, seven brothers. And she's like, what the? I didn't I didn't know I was marrying no, this whole situation. This. Yeah. Um, very biblical because the, the the time. Um, and sh- so they're all like, hey. <laughs> wife thing looks pretty good i think we should get us some wives so they they you know often go into town and yeah. they have like i don't know whatever's going on they, they they have these like sort of everyone's kind of after wives it's that era yeah so there'll be like you know other towns people that aren't the bloody seven brothers and they'll be like you know building a barn to like show their masculinity and like dancing mm. with women and it's all like lovely and colorful and fun and you know the, the brothers sort of get their eyes on some of the girls in town and whatnot, but, you know, they're not really have a lot of money. Yeah. They live out in the middle of nowhere. Not town. Not town. So, you know, the girls are into them, but the family's kind of like, eh, nah. 
So, you know, sort of the story goes on, whatever, whatever. And then it gets to the point where they're like, we, we love these women. We, we want them. But the families are like, no. So they're like, how can we get these women? How can we get our wives? Mm. We love these women. And they're in the barn, like their family barn. Yeah. And they sing this song about, you know, this is what they did in the Bible. If it was good enough for them, it was good enough for us. They go to town in the dead of night. Mm. They kidnap the women <laughs> from their houses, put them in the back of the, you know, yeah. essentially old school, school trailer and um, take them back home. Yeah. Only the families are after them because they've stolen their daughters. Jesus Christ. So, <laughs> so they're like, oh, how can we, how, how can we, I mean, we went out, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of messed up, but like, you know, how can we keep these women? So yeah. they create an avalanche because it's the middle of winter. So yeah, they sort yeah. of just like fire their guns at the mountains. Yeah. So there's an avalanche. The pass is closed for winter now. These women mm. are stuck. Oh God. Now I believe the original wife, you know, she's kind of a bit, a bit mad about it and, yeah. and whatnot. So she sort of look up after the, the girls and they sort of play pranks on the men because, you know, they're mad that they've been kidnapped. But, you know, as it's turning to spring, they're sort of falling in love. Oh, Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it ends with them all just getting married and having a great time and the family's there and they're fine oh with my it. God. That's great. <laughs> I love this movie as a child. Loved it. It's definitely problematic. Yeah. You <laughs> think? Wildly problem- problematic. You think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was watching that. I'm talking like a baby. You watched young. a lot of musicals. I didn't have Disney movies in my Pre-10. Like. Oh. Yeah. God, yeah. I had. We had The Sound of Music. We yeah. had Mary Poppins. We had yeah. Seven Brides, Seven Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what else it we sounds had. Like you had but a few. when I'd go to my grandma's, we had not a lot for children. So no. I could watch The Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. Which is also. Or I could watch. Musical. There's another one she had and I can't think of what it was called right now. You wrote a bunch down here. Um, you would have been like stuff like Grease as well. Singing in the Rain. They were the other the two. So Singing in the Rain and The Wizard of Oz at grandma's. Or I could watch like Beatrix Potter stuff. And I had Grease at home as well. Mm. So, like, before the age of, like, school, like, yeah. that was predominantly what I had to watch. I had Shrek as well. Well, okay. Which is not Fair. a musical. No. Um, And I think I maybe had, like, one Disney movie. Because um, a bunch of those are musicals as well. Like, uh, yeah, Aladdin yeah. And, and all the others. Well, I didn't have those as a child. No? I think I'd seen them, but I didn't own them. Yeah, okay. So, that was that was what I grew up watching, which explains... Explains a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awkward trying to make friends at school. Being like, oh, have you seen this movie? No, but no. you know what? I have seen Seven Brides, Seven Brothers. <laughs> I've seen Singing in the Rain, 1952. <laughs> you want to hear about it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, like in preschool, my mum made me sing. Because when I went to school, we had preschool. So it was like yeah. you do half a day. Yeah. And at the end of it, me and my sister performed um, So Long Farewell to the class. So Long Farewell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At like four or five years old. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I was, yeah, watched a lot as a kid. One that you should watch, though. Mm. Um, have you ever seen Chicago? I have not, no. Okay. I know Chicago. I haven't just haven't watched it. It's on it. Stan in Australia. Yeah, okay. So anyone at home who isn't really, like, into, like, a lot of musicals but wants to watch a good one, you have to watch. I haven't seen that or Moulin Rouge. Yeah, I've watched Moulin Rouge. It's not my thing. No. Sorry, Baz. But um, <laughs> you've got to watch Chicago. Okay. It's got Catherine Zeta-Jones yep. as Velma Kelly. Mm-hmm. It's got, what's her name? She's in... Bridget Jones' diary. Uh, Renee Zellweger. Okay, yep, she's yep. Roxy Hart. You've got um, Richard Gere as... Um, yes, he's in it. That's right. Yeah, He's the guy that sings... Um, give him the old razzle-dazzle. Can't think of his name right now. He's mm. the lawyer. Yep. And it's got John C. Riley in it. Oh, really? As, okay. As um, Roxy Hart's yep. husband. I can't think of his name right now because it's all drawn blank. But basically, the story is... Yeah. Roxy Hart is the sort of housewife... 
and John C. Riley's character comes home. Mm. Um, can't think of his name. It's going to kill me. I'll get to it. Comes home, finds this man dead, and he's like, oh, well, my wife, she can't go to jail. So he takes the blame. Oh, wow. Okay. Because he's a great guy. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a whole musical number about it. He's yeah. a great guy. And um, But as he's sort of taking the blame, he's talking about it, and the reporter, the cop's like, you know, good old Fred Casely. And he goes, Fred Casely, it can't be him. Mm. My wife knows him. He's been he's been building and fixing stuff. And yeah. then, you know, she's been having an affair, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's real upset about it because he's a sweet fool. Yes, yes. And so she goes to jail. Yep. There's sort of not been a trial yet, but she's in jail. Yeah. And so she meets Velma Kelly, mm-hmm. who has sort of, she's trying to get off her charges of, mm. of they're all murderers. Yeah. But um, she's sort of got everyone wrapped around her finger. She's got the media wrapped around her finger. Mm-hmm. She's got, you know, people in the prison, the whole thing. So there's sort of a rivalry between the two because yeah. suddenly, hang on, this Roxy Hart is getting all the press and it's taking it off me and mm-hmm. I I need the press on my side because yeah. I need to get out of this because I killed maybe my husband and my sister because I came home and we used to do a double act and suddenly there they are doing number something, something, the spread eagle. Ah, yes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, you've like it's gorgeous okay. the way it's shot. Yeah. You know, the, the whole thing is just them trying to get off the, you know, the, the charges. But it is one of the most brilliantly shot, choreographed musicals. It was Bob Fosse who did it yeah. for, like, Broadway. And, yeah, it's just it's genuinely okay so good. The musical numbers are amazing. Like, it's all jazz. Yeah, it's on stand, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they did another one prior to that in 1979, which is also good if anyone's really, really into their- Oh, so like, it's a remake, is it? Well, no. So they did a film that's connected to it, if you're really right. into it, called yep. All That Jazz, which yeah. is Rob Schneider. Also brilliant. And it's the story of Bob Fosse- Yeah, okay. Doing Chicago for Broadway. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's like, if you're a film buff, go watch All That Jazz. If you're not a film buff, just watch Chicago to begin yeah. with. Yeah. You know a lot of musicals. What else have you seen on my list? You seen any of them? I have. I've seen The Greatest Showman. Fantastic. I really like that. That was really good. I think I watched that in cinema. It's and just that a was modern musical. Great you know, to see like in a cinema. Good, good example of a modern musical. Yeah. Um, I remember the first sort of opening number of it when they're in the yeah. big tent and I was like, oh, I'm in for a ride. Yeah. Hugh Jackman is just like. So good in he's it. He's captivating as like the lead in that. You can definitely sing. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, howdy. And that has, what, Zendaya and Zac Efron as well mm-hmm. in it as well? Yeah. So they're obviously, you know, previ- Disney babies that- previous singers from Disney um, original movies and stuff. So they obviously hold their own in that as well. Um, yeah. It's, it's about the, was it the freaks and geeks back in the day have that, like they get their own kind of circus going. Yeah. So it's, um, I think people They finally get popular. Travelers? Yeah. Who was a real circus? It was a real thing. Dude. Yeah. Kind of a, not a great person. No. If you actually look up the real- story of him yeah he's not a good person he was definitely advantageous you see it a bit in the movie itself where he sort of loses fame because he sort of Mm. says he wants to like really look after these sort of outcasts and then sort of ends up exploiting them which which exactly what happened yeah yeah so he was very exploitive very advantageous person in real life but on screen i don't know having hugh jackman as the charismatic (laughs) leader of them all yeah, it kind of worked. I was I thoroughly enjoyed it. The songs are really catchy and really good as well. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. Uh, also seen A Star is Born. Mm-hmm. 
It's the fourth Star Wars. Four, yeah, God, they've remade this. I've not seen the early ones. I am curious about the Judy the Garland Barbara, one. Barbara Streisand one. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple of different Was ones. it Chris Christopherson in that as well? I could be very wrong. I can't remember. But yeah, this one's um, Gaga and Bradley Cooper. I loved that one. It was really good. Yeah, it was a modern retelling of it. Um, obviously, it's her rise to stardom, his downfall due to his own issues mm-hmm. as well. It's not one that I've seen a lot, but... I, I did really enjoy it. Yeah. I think like the ones I watched as a kid, I watched like over and over and over and yeah, over yeah. again. But sort of some of the newer ones that I've seen, I'm really enjoying this new wave of musical movies that we're doing. Matilda. Loved Matilda. Matilda was so good. That's um. Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin. So he did the play for, for all the, yeah. the book is what they called stuff for West End, which is where it started. Yeah. Um, and I've been a fan of sort of the music of it for a long time mm. of like, used to watch little snippets here and there on YouTube and be like, oh, I really like this. Yeah. So when I found out they were doing a musical, the cor- very excited. Cor- choreogra- choreography? Choreography. That's yep. it. Jesus. Um, it's really good in this one. Yeah. yeah so dancing. it's sort of reminiscent. The kids doing a lot of their, their stuff through the halls and that. Yeah. Very reminiscent of like the early 80s, well, the 80s Annie film. Yeah. Like okay. it's that level. Yeah. Choreography, which I, I yeah, love watching. She likes seeing. No, it was good. It was very well acted. Uh, what else have I seen? Another Obviously, one. Singing in the Rain mm-hmm. I've watched recently. Did you ever watch Tick, Tick, Boom, which was... No, that's got Andrew Garfield, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. I've seen 20 minutes of it and then I had to do something else. I've so I haven't seen finished it. it, so I'm going to say I haven't seen it. I've only it. seen it once because it made me cry because yeah. I'm a sook. So the same guy, Rent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it's based on Jonathan... I want to say Majors, but I could be very wrong. It's not Jonathan Majors because he's the You've MCU mentioned that guy. Name. That's why I know him. Yeah. Um, anyway... Can't think of his name. Yeah. But he's the guy that did Rent. So Rent. this is about yeah. him writing yeah. Rent, which I didn't I didn't know when I first went into Tick Tick Boom, but mm. then very soon after I was sort of watching it, I was like, this yeah, very, feels like Rent, which Rent. I've seen. It's not my favorite, but there's some performances in Rent yeah. that I love. So yeah, Tick Tick Boom was one of my favorite, like modern, yeah. modern ones that they've done. The- 20 minutes I saw, which was like one or two of the actual musical pieces in mm-hmm. it before I had to turn it off. Um, really well done. Yeah, I think he's – it's the one where it's the start where he's on stage and he's got the piano. Yeah. yeah. That, that was – So it would cut between, I think, archival footage. Yes, yes, yes. It was good. Yeah, definitely worth the watch, that one. What yeah. else we got? Obviously The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Seen that plenty of times. I just think – I didn't appreciate it. I mean, I loved it. Truly yeah. loved it. It was one of my favorites. Um, but I don't think I appreciated that it was made in 1939. Just the quality no, yeah. of that the is just gorgeous. Quality, although it had a rough time getting made. Oh, yeah. The production. Judy Garland, is, yeah. uppers and downers. The munchkins were munchkins, assaulting her. Yeah, or everyone. Um, <laughs> the lady who plays the Wicked Witch of the West. Actually, I can do an impression of her, but the Wicked Witch of the West I'll get you my pretty and your little dog too. Um, Would you like an apple? No, that's not her. <laughs> that, is, that is one of my bits, um, <laughs> which is a long story. <laughs> Just leave it at that. But um, yeah, she got very sick from all the green paint. Yeah, well, um, Tin Man. Mm-hmm. There was the second Tin Man because the first one got poisoned because of the yeah. silver paint. Yeah, not not good. It was a yeah very. Um, the production of that movie. But was me watching it as a very young kid, just yeah. absolutely loved it. I was terrified of the flying monkeys. Yeah, they were though. I remember that terrified. even when I was young. That was like quite scary. Oh my God. And just, yeah, I loved it. I like the idea so of the much. man behind the curtain mm-hmm. as the wizard. I think it's really cool. 
And I just love the fact that the people um, on the farm are the people who she meets along the way. So it's it's a good story. It's it's very much like if you're into movies, it's worth watching because it's referenced so many yeah. times within pop culture, modern day movies, and and stuff like that. Yeah, heaps of references mm-hmm. to that. Same and with I, Singing in the Rain, though, as well. Yeah, and I think because I watched The Wizard of Oz at my grandma's a lot, probably maybe more than Singing in the Rain because I didn't understand Singing in the Rain, like the plot. I loved it, but I didn't understand it. And then The Sound of Music were like my two. Mm. I always was like, yeah, I like this and I like musical theatre and I can probably sing like these. I didn't realise they were like the best singers out there <laughs> yeah. even still. Um, so I've been only disappointed since. You're not quite at their level yet. Oh, not quite. Keep practising. Keep, keep going. Keep, keep hitting those goals. Yeah, that's a pipe dream is what it is. <laughs> that's why you became a writer, right? Mm. <laughs> um, Grease is another one that I watched as a kid. I've seen it a couple of so times. So much. Not appropriate for children. No, it's not. And you kind of think about it. You're like, oh, this couple meet somewhere completely away from their normal lives, mm-hmm. which happens so often in films. And then they obviously- There's summer romance on the beach. Yep, yep. And this whole time he's kind of like this cool kid. She's not. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, will they, won't they? And then in the end she turns into like, oh, I've got to change myself. And then he's fine with it. Yeah, but he like, was going to change himself too. So yeah, I'm right. actually okay with the plot of this okay, one. Okay, I, I'll go out on a limb for it. You'll, yeah. Um, yeah, I just – they also changed it to make Sandy Australian for Olivia Newton-John. Good, yeah. She, that's not the thing. And then the song they sing, like Grease Lightning, mm. for the car, mm. in the stage play, it was supposed to be Kanicki's character who sings it, which makes sense because it's his car. Yeah. And it's disappointing for the actor that plays Kanicki because he was in the original Broadway oh, as Danny Zuko. Yeah. And they were like, mm, you're not quite a Danny Zuko type. And you're like, I am You can though. play Kanicki and then your song, yeah, you don't get to sing your song. <laughs> Jesus, can you imagine being like put down yeah. a peg from that? Also, they're like so old playing teenagers. Yeah, that's one thing you'll pick up on. You're like, supposed to be teenagers? Like, well, you look like you're about 35. I think um, Stocker Channing was about 35. Yeah. Who plays Rizzo. Yeah, but that's I, right, yeah. Like, love it so much. It's if you take that away, it's... So wildly inappropriate. Yeah, You is. know what? I still love it. Mm. Maybe if you've got little kids, don't let them watch it. Because what will happen is they won't understand how inappropriate half the stuff then is they that they're quoting. they start singing it, yeah. Um, but I will go and quote things. Mm. So inappropriate. Like I don't even want to say some of the lines on here no. out of context, but they run through my brain like on a loop. Like mm-hmm. I'll be walking into a situation and I'll be like, oh, what's this? And then I'm like, you can't say that. That's <laughs> that's inappropriate. Wildly. And people don't get the reference. I'll say it off. Your head gets off it. <laughs> recording to yeah. you later. No, yeah. please do. Um, but that was me as a little kid. Yeah. I think it's about time to wrap up. I think so. And there's about a hundred that I haven't mentioned. We had so. a lot more on the list here as well we could have chatted about, but they're the, we mainly talked about the ones we watched this week. Yeah. And some of the more notable ones. You want to talk to me about others? Come and talk to me. I guarantee I've probably Please seen them. Please do. Because probably seen them. Yeah. Tisha's going to be your expert this week on musicals. If you're not sure about any, yeah, please write in. Yeah, write in and I'll tell you which ones you might like based on what you've already seen. Yeah. Or haven't seen. Haven't seen. But um, we're going to outro it out. Yes. And as always, thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please give it a follow. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at BingeList or email us at BingeList and BoxOfficeHits at gmail.com. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you're new, you can go and listen to a few of our our other conversations where yeah. we ramble on about movies um, and oh. get in touch. We want to know what you guys are into. Make us watch some things. Please do. 
We're up to episode 11 now. We're getting into the double digits. So this has now become a staple of your week, I mm-hmm. know. Um, and uh, yeah, just as always, I want to say thank you for listening and appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, have a good week. Watch some movies and uh, keep listening. Yeah, thanks guys. Bye.